Welcome to the Bluff Podcast, where you get the bottom line up front and we won't waste your time. Hello and welcome back to the Bluff Line. Again, I am your host, Command Sergeant Major Juan Jimenez. This is episode 15, and I'm glad we're able to come back on. We did have a little bit of a hiccup there, but we're back on. I'm glad we're uh, sending it out on the uh, wavelengths again. Thank you to our listening audience for tuning in. Again, we are here to bring you the latest information that we got or bring special guests onto the show just to talk about different subjects that uh, you might be interested in. By all means, if you want to reach out to me or ask questions or have someone that you're interested in having on the show, please email me at juan.p.jimenez.mil at mail.mil or give me a call at 256-316-6126. And again, thank you for uh, listening in. Again, we do have a special guest for our show again, 15th episode, and I'm excited to bring this special guest on because we're definitely talking about some pretty interesting subjects. And it goes along with the title of, of an article that she put together, and it's Finding Healing While Watching Events Beyond Your Control. And with saying that, I kind of want to introduce our special guest on the show today, and it is Major Victoria Imes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic over to her and let her go ahead and talk to us a little bit about herself and a little bit of a background on her, ma'am. Thank you for being on the show. Hello. And, uh, Thank over to you. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk with you all. Yes, I'm here at Fox Army Health Center. I've been in the Army for 13 years now. I'm a behavioral health provider, specifically a social worker. A lot of times people think social work, take your kids, things like that. But as a social worker, we do a variety of things. We do therapy, case management. My job primarily is therapy. Here at Fox Army Health Center, I'm the installation director of psychological health and I'm working with the CR2C team on our holistic care for our active duty and dependents here on Redstone. So that's kind of who I am. I'm from Michigan, go Spartans out there. So joined the Army uh, 2008, was motivated to join after September 11th, I mean, September 11th, 2001 you know, realizing my brother-in-law had deployed 2003, 2004, and remembering the effects on him and my sister and their family, and realizing that, you know, this, what we've experienced for the past 20 years was going to change families, and how could I help with that? So that was part of my, my joining the military. And then, of course, got my social worker before I joined, and, and that's what I've been doing for the past 13 years. Well, thank you for being on the show. And I know this is going to be an interesting topic because I think it really affects so many people. And, and like you said, you know, you joined after the uh, 9-11 events and it kind of had an impact on you and, and how you your family saw and viewed it along with so many other people out there. And uh, it really kind of ties into Suicide Prevention Month of September. It really ties into thoughts and emotions that are going through people's minds, especially with the with, with drawdown of Afghanistan and 9-11, 20th uh, you know, anniversary that just occurred. So I know there's a lot of things going on. And especially being in the field that you're in, I, I guess my question to you, ma'am, is what, what made you go into the field that you're in uh, serving in the United States Army? Initially, when I was going to college, I wanted to be a social worker, work, work in the emergency room. Never had any 
inkling that I want to do therapy. But as, like I said, as I after the wars, the September 11th events happened, I remember having this sense of wanting to serve, having that sense of, you know, how it's been since Vietnam and Korea, since we've had people in conflict and how is this going to affect families? And and so I joined the military and have really come around to doing therapy. I focus on trauma work and, and that has been kind of where my passion lies is doing the work for our service member, for families in, in helping to heal out of the experiences that people have gone through. No, I, I think that's really neat that you're extending yourself out to continue to help out, especially when as service members, as people go through certain situations, sometimes they, they really need someone to connect with. And it mm -hmm. kind of aligns with our DOD where it talks about connect to protect, right? Yeah. And it's important, I think, to, to continue to reach out to veterans, service members, and just anybody that is feeling different emotions. I can tell mm -hmm. you that after the um, the 9-11 event, it, it made me feel a certain way. And mm -hmm. it, I think it made a lot of people feel certain ways. And some of them didn't know how to deal with those emotions or thoughts or even angers or confusion. And I think this this podcast today really allows us to kind of talk to that and reach out to the audience and, and let them know, hey, look, if there's somebody that's feeling those, understand that a lot of us are feeling those. And I'm with you along that with that. And, you know, as I was reading the paper, I came across your article and it really inspired me to want to reach out to you and say, hey, would you like to come on this podcast and talk a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to write this article or mm -hmm. why you you know, you felt like, hey, I need to put this on paper because you made me want to say, I need to bring you on the show. So let's talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what what made you, you know, want to, to write this article? It was, you know, just sitting back and I have not been in combat as some of our soldiers have been in combat. I've treated a lot of people from those experiences and hearing those experiences and knowing what I've observed and heard over the years, I couldn't help but think about how are people responding to what they see on TV right now. And it was encouragement from Dr. Ferguson in our discussions, he's our at, at Behavioral Health as well, and our discussions of how is this affecting people and encouragement of maybe we should do an article on this because we know from our years of treatment, you know, what we've heard soldiers, you know, talk about memories and experiences, this seeing it on TV was bringing it back right. real for a lot of people who have maybe did their years 10 years ago in Afghanistan and Iraq and now reliving it all over again and, and being concerned with, you know, how are people responding to this? You know, when, when in the military, our objective is to go in, to win, to be the the victor over our battles and right exactly have control over the right. situation right. and watching those things in afghanistan that happened recently it felt very out of control and i i just kind of curious and wondering how are people our soldiers feeling out of that and wondering if they're in a place of what was it for and that's been a common frame that we've heard people say what was it for and my hopes in writing that article was to give people a way, another way of thinking about that versus what was it for? Right. 
Because that can feel very defeating when we look at it and say, what was it for? That, that's, that's very interesting because it really, you know, when you say, what was it for? It takes me back to the actual event, right? When the event occurred, I was a staff sergeant in the United States Army. I was an AIT instructor. And when we were called after those events, when we were called in to get accountability of everybody and we were all good to go, we were sent back to the AIT classroom. And I had to deal with 30 plus brand new soldiers that were just coming in that knew everything was unfolding and they wanted some clarity. They were like, what, you know, Sergeant, what's about to happen? Or what are we about to, you know, get into? And, you know, when you say, what was it for? It, it takes me back to that time when I'm standing on the platform saying, look, we are about to go into something that I need you guys to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. So when I begin to instruct and I begin to show you, you know, what it takes to be a Patriot Systems Operator Maintainer, like pay attention because what you learn here, you could possibly use somewhere uh, deployed, you know, in defending our country. So you could see the look on brand new soldiers back then really taking it serious and having this emotion of anger and fear because they were trying to process it too at that time live, right? Mm -hmm. And then you take it now 20 years down the road and you know, it very, it'd be very interesting to talk to one of those soldiers that was in that classroom and say, what were your thoughts or what are you feeling now? And I'm sure a lot of people are going through it. And you know, we talk about the recent events that unfolded in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. right along with the 20th anniversary of 9-11. You know, it, it begs to, to, to think what are our veterans or overall people processing or, or thinking. And uh, I guess I'd ask to say, with this article, what do you think or, or, or what would you want a veteran or soldier to process through by reading your article? What I hope that people would take away from reading that article is we are human. And our human responses are going to be, what was it for? You know, anger that why can't, why did these things happen? What was, you know, the loss of family, friends, battle buddies? Acknowledging that we have human responses to these things that we see. Anger, frustration, sadness, guilt, all those are human responses to those things. I hope that people will take away from this article of acknowledging that and being okay, but also recognizing if these feelings are coming up that are now becoming what I called stuck points, things that are lingering more, more than what it has, causing more irritability, anger, causing feelings of doubt, guilt, we should have, we could have. I hope that people would take away from this article of reflecting on that and recognizing if they are getting into those stuck points, that might be a time to talk to somebody. You know, a lot of our service members and a lot of our veterans, some of the things that they have done and seen in combat are really hard to talk about. And what I found is that a lot of people, they can talk to their battles and talk about it and joke about it and kind of talk about it in a police report kind of way. But when you start digging at it, talking about those intimate details or those things that are really close to home that trigger emotions, that's what therapy is for. And I hope that people, when they read this article, 
if they are struggling with those deep down thoughts and feelings that are really hard to talk about with other battles, with friends and family, those things that they just can't let out, talk to somebody about it. Talk to a behavioral health professional about it. Holding on to those, it's kind of like holding on to this rucksack of 10 pound weights for over the years. And when people can give themselves that, allow themselves to go talk to a therapist and unload some of that, it lightens their load a little bit. You know, when you talk about being stuck, like it's okay to be unstuck, you know? And when you, and in your article, it talks, you know, that many are reflecting on losses or emotional scars and physical scars and wondering, was it worth it? You know, there, there's no reason to hold that, that you're talking about. Seek out some help, talk to somebody that can help unload that rucksack yeah. that you're carrying, you know? I, I can tell you that I've gone to get help and for many years I carried that rucksack thinking, you know, I can just push forward and then eventually it starts to wiggle its way out. And if you don't go to seek help and there's so many professionals out there that are ready and willing to help out, you know, and I think some of that, that's what I got out of that article when I read it. It's like, it's okay to go get help. Yeah. And we are in the military. I find we're some high performers. We're like... Next thing, next thing, next thing. And it's hard for a lot of us high performers to take a break and take a knee and say, it's okay to talk about this and work on it. It doesn't mean that you are dealing with this in a bad way. It doesn't mean that you're having, you know, the word is you're broke. I hear that a lot. It doesn't mean you're broke. It just means that at this time, it's time to work on this and talk about it, especially for the high performers. No, most definitely. And I, I, I really equate that. And, and just my, through my lens, it's like, you know, if you're driving your car and your check engine light comes on, would you want to just keep driving over and over and over and over with your right. check engine light? Or would you go take it to, to get some help and get it right. back going, you know, in, in yeah. tip top condition? And right. I, I really equate that to that. My last um, assignment, or two assignments ago, I was um, with um, special operations in Campbell. And one of the operators, you know, their deployments every six months, people out the door every six months. And one of the senior operators had said, you know, I tell some of the younger operators, it's kind of like running a NASCAR race. You cannot, I don't know how many laps they run a NASCAR because I don't know NASCAR, but he said, you cannot run a full NASCAR race without ever changing the tires, without ever changing the oil. Why would we treat our cars better than what we do as humans? You can't expect to deploy year after year, months after months, do this job for as long as we do it without taking a pit stop. Sometimes we just need that pit stop. No, you're right. And, you know, it kind of goes along with, you know, how do we process these thoughts? How do we get unstuck mm -hmm. with negative emotions? And, you know, it kind of discusses how we, we just stated, you know, go and get some help. Yeah. But I really want to reach out to someone like that doesn't feel... They can reach out okay. because those are some of the ones that sometimes we can't reach, you know, okay. and with suicide prevention uh, this mm -hmm. month, you know, I really want to reach out to them, say, like, mm -hmm. you're not alone. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're here to help you out. You know, don't be afraid. Yeah. You know, please reach out to somebody because everybody's valuable. And I just want to be able to say, how can we reach that person that yeah. says, Nah, it's not for me. Yeah. You know, um, going back to my time with um, Fifth Group, there's this video called Breaking the Stigma from mm -hmm. Yusasat. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at it, some of the things that they talk about is our own human pride. Right. 
and being okay to put that aside mm -hmm. to say, let me give this a try. Right. It is hard to step outside of ourselves because we reflect and think, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. I thought I could do this on my own. The things that we tell us that keep us from going to get help, you know, our own stigma on ourselves. We always say there's, you know, in the military, we have the saying that there's a stigma in getting behavioral health. But I beg, I, I argue that a little bit. Okay. Some of it's our own it's stigma. Our own stigma. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Because I've lived it, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, if you're listening out there, trust <laughs> me, it's, you know, we, mm -hmm. we think we can uh, continue pushing forward with, and sometimes we have things that we need to get off our, our shoulders or go and talk to somebody about it. And we think it's a, an army stigma or a service stigma, and it's just really getting past your per personal pride, your stigma, you know, to go say, I'm going to talk to somebody, you know, and. I guarantee you once you do it that first time, it, it, there's a little bit of a relief to to know that somebody's there wanting to help out yeah. and listen and to you. We're human. That's right. just our human nature. You know, right. there's nothing wrong with having pride. There's nothing wrong with having it. It's our human nature. But, you know, when somebody is really has this that they've been dealing with for a while and have been wanting to unload it, that's the first step. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And uh, going into your the article, mm -hmm. you stated a, a quote. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was from another psychiatrist, Victor uh -huh. Franklin. Frankel. Yep. Frankel, uh -huh. a survivor, you know, of Auschwitz. Yep. Uh, and uh, out of the book called Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of, I'll, I'll go over the quote and let kind of let you see what your thoughts are on uh, wanting to select that, uh, that quote for your article. And, you know, the quote, it says, uh, if there is a meaning in life at all, then there must be a meaning in suffering. Suffering is an uh, eradicable part of life, even as fate and death. Without suffering and death, human life cannot be complete. And uh, I just wanted to see what your perspective was on, on, that, on that quote. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit more about Viktor Frankl and his mm -hmm. book. You know, he writes about day in and day out being in Auschwitz in the, in the concentration camps. And some days all they had was the blue sky. That was it. That was all they had. And so his book, the premise is man's search for meaning, meaning in the suffering. And I don't in any way want to dis be dismissive in someone's suffering. But that be also becomes a stuck point. In that suffering, that's where we sometimes find people considering suicide, ending their life because they can't find a way out of that suffering. And sometimes that means finding meaning in the suffering, suffering over decisions that were made, you know, during deployments that we have no control over. So we find meaning, people that were lost. How would we want to continue our lives in, in memory of people that were lost? Find that meaning, do something support organizations or find meaning in your life to combat that suffering that people have had to deal with, you know, at, over the years of considering deployments, watching what was on TV. That's that's where I was going. That, that's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, if it strung a chord with me, I think it was important. I think it probably strung a chord with many others that are out there, especially with the events. I mean, uh, you know, forever we will have three sites that are hollow grounds now uh, due to the 9-11 events and, you know, 
seeing life through a different lens after 9-11 has really brought forward many people that go through all these different emotions and 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 bring up different scars that they've had in the past that uh emotions that they've gone through mm-hmm. you know and i think it's it's important it's important that we continue to talk about it and i'm glad we we're able to bring you on the show to talk a little bit about this and uh, you know i mean we could probably talk for days on different things i mean of this you know and like you said in loss we can rise i can tell you that like many other, my, my blood runs red, white, and blue, you know, or else I wouldn't have been in the service so long. And, you know, when the calling was called, we all went forward. And, and during that time frame, I, I think it really brought the country together and very patriotic people. And I think we continue to do that by reflecting, mm-hmm. by talking about that it's okay to seek help, by saying, hey, you know, you you played your part if you were a service member, if you're a law enforcement, no matter what, or if you were just, you know, out there supporting you know, the country. And I think it's important that we continue to talk it because to me, they'll never be forgotten. Right. And, uh, and I think it's something that uh, we continue to talk so that even generations down the road know the, the sacrifices and the scars and emotions that, you know, really builds this country so strong. And like you say, you know, winning matters and we yeah. are go-getters <laughs> and, you yeah. know, we'll continue to push forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, but every now and then we need some help. Yeah. And I think that's an important piece to recognize too, you know, in the military, we, we, we focus on training, we focus on developing courses of actions and, and our human experience, our human nature is to expect that things are going to go the way that we have trained, the way we have prepared for. And they don't always go that way mm-hmm. as we've seen with Afghanistan, right. the pullout, as we've seen when, you know, things have happened in combat that we could not control for. And our human nature is to try and make sense of that. And that sometimes when we can't make sense of it, we start to plug in our own understanding. Right. Maybe we should have done this. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe X, Y, Z. And in that, that's those thinking habits that create stuck points, that create suffering. And I, I always, you know, it, it's a matter of learning to accept it mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense for people who are struggling with some of those stuck points because things happen in life right. that we have no control over. There's a saying, good things happen to good people. Bad, why do bad things happen to bad people? Why do good things happen to bad people? Why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that black and white. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right, man. I yeah. mean, the, you know, when when you say in the title of the article, finding healing, mm-hmm. you know, while watching events beyond your control is just that, yeah. you know, where it's going to trigger emotions. It's going to trigger uh, scars that we might have uh, in the past, uh, but we don't have the control over that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and if it feels I think if it feels like you are losing some of that control, then please reach out to somebody to help you regain that uh, that grounding again so that you can continue forward and you don't you don't hit a a dead end or you don't hit a a brick wall. And this is why I wanted to to bring you onto the podcast so we can talk about it and we can reach out to our audiences out there that's listening in. You know, and, and there's much more that we can talk about it and go different ways. But I just want to um, have you come on the show, ma'am, to talk a little bit about, you know, your article, because I think it really was important to me when I read it. And I was like, why not? Why not talk about it? You know, because there's a lot of things out there that uh, 
that tie in, you know, we talk about the Afghanistan uh, drawdown, how it didn't quite go, you know, maybe how people perceived it to, to go. And mm -hmm. we, we don't have that control over what happened. And uh, we're going to get better. You know, in the Army, we do after action reviews. We look at some of the mistakes that occurred or some of the things we could have done better and and improve off of that. What I really want to do is say thank you, uh, ma'am, for coming on to the show and uh, giving us your perspective, uh, giving us some uh, talking points on uh, the bluff line. And, you know, hopefully down the road, we'll bring you back on again. Before I close out, give you an opportunity to, to say anything out there that you want to close out with. Yeah, I will say if anybody's out there struggling with suicidal ideations, you know, thoughts of ending their life, reach out the National Suicide Line. It's available. It's a crisis line, you know. Uh, reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, veterans organizations, military one source. We have military family life consultants on posts that can um, help. You know, they they do brief counseling. They won't take, they don't keep records. Of course, if there's some risk involved, they're going to send them to our department, but there's resources out there. And of course, then there's family, our, our program at Fox Army Health Center, the Department of Behavioral Health. Um, we're here to serve the um, active duty and dependents. So, you know, give us a call. Um, our, our number is two, I think our number is 256-955-8888. And, and get a hold of our department if you need any services and support. Most definitely. That's all I have. And again, thank you for coming. You're welcome. And please, to my listening audience, don't be afraid to take that road and get some help. We're always here to help you guys out. Like uh, Major Imes just uh, talked about, there's many many facets out there to help you out the crisis line and, and the one-stop military one source you name it just pick up the phone or go in and get some help we care about you and you know Absolutely. when we talk about winning matters you know that is part of winning to go seek some help right. and uh thank you for coming to the show and again uh this is uh command Sergeant major jimenez signing off on the bluff line we'll see you on the next episode bye for now